Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listener's Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. It's Saturday, April 1st, 2017, and as always, we've got the latest listeners' letters, messages, and reports we receive from you coming right up. So please stay tuned. I'm Emily Jennings. And I'm Kim Ji-eun, and we'll be right back. Hello. Hi, Emily. How are you today? I'm doing great. I feel recharged and um, ready for the weekend, actually. And it's the first Saturday of April. Exactly. It's April Fool's Day. That's right. Or Manujar, as we call it here in Korea. I remember when I was little and was growing up here in Seoul, I wholeheartedly believe that Korea is the only country in the world where they allow people to lie for one day of the year. So imagine my surprise when I found out that it dates back to the 12th century in Europe. All Um, the best things are from Europe, let's be honest. I wouldn't say all. Oh, I'm joking, of course, I'm joking. It's Halloween, Easter, Um, that's it. Holidays, yeah. (laughs) Many festive holidays that are great are indeed from Europe. But is, I know you said um, Christmas or Mm -hmm. like many of the Christian holidays are indeed huge deals in Ireland. And of course, there was St. Patrick's Day just last month. Mm -hmm. Uh, But is April Fool's Day a big deal in Ireland too? Well, obviously nothing like the holidays that you just mentioned. Mm. But I guess it is kind of a pretty big deal for school kids. Right. Usually they play jokes and pranks on their teachers. And some newspapers and TV channels will make fake news stories for the day. So you Mm. might see some fake news headlines on the front page Mm -hmm. and then halfway through the article it will say like happy April Fool's Day or if you turn the second page but they're always positive stories they never go negative on things yeah I think that's what they used to do back in Canada too but were you a big prankster as a kid well you know I never was able to pull off (laughs) any big pranks and to be honest I never really was interested in pulling Mm -hmm. off pranks either but I was pranked a lot were you by my parents oh (laughs) this ought to be good yeah when you The year that I remember the most is when my parents decided to set the clocks forward. Oh, that's good. (laughs) And it gets better. So at around midnight, my Uh parents usually stay up a little bit late. Mm -hmm. So at around midnight on April Fool's Day, they woke me and my sisters Uh from like a really deep sleep, Uh shouting, it's 9am, 9am, you have to go to school, you have to go to school. Oh my goodness. So we're really sleepy. We've only been asleep for two hours maybe. Uh And then we get up and we run around the house, put on our school uniforms um, because we knew we had to go to school. So there's no point arguing. So we just had to get up and do things really fast. And then I saw my dad Uh and mum in the fits of laughter and they had showed us a clock and I start checking other clocks uh-huh. and I was like you're lying why oh, are wow. you so mean they were, they're pretty mean parents I mean other people might think it's fun but my <laughs> sisters and I were really grumpy oh, for the entire well, next day yeah I think you know what I can uh, identify with both sides <laughs> yeah. I, if I ever have children I am so doing that one I'm so borrowing that one but well um, I can give you some more later on if you <laughs> all need right, them sounds good how about you um, you know what I don't think I was ever really clever enough to think of anything 
original like your parents did, but I do remember being parts of like classic in-class jokes, mm-hmm. like all the students facing the wrong end of the classroom uh, when the teacher walked in for class. That was in Korea where teachers usually came to the classroom mm-hmm. instead of students going to the, uh, the teacher's rooms. And uh, by the time I was in Canada, I was a teenager and uh, we had instant messaging already by then. So the jokes were all about spreading false rumors about who's dating who and, you know, it's kind of lame, but good time still. <laughs> Feels fun at the time, right? Uh-huh. Well, we could have played a prank on the show today and we did actually discuss how we might do that. Right. But in the end, we agreed that it might make the real announcements that we have today for you sound like jokes and we have some really important ones, so we decided not to mm-hmm. do that. that. And I still am not clever enough to think of anything original. So here are some of the complete joke-free serious matters that we should be discussing today. Number one, as you know, the A17 season has begun as of last Sunday. We've already received some reports on the newly changed frequency, so we'll share those reports with you first and foremost later on the show. And we are currently in the process of sending out the newly printed schedule as well, starting with those listeners who have asked us for the physical copy. So we just wanted to let you know that that will be out soon. Mm-hmm. And number two, it's also the first weekend of April, which means celebrations. Mm-hmm. Our lovely Yoon Jung Kim, or Kim Yoon Jung, the host of Korea Today and Tomorrow, will celebrate her birthday tomorrow, actually, on April 2nd. So let's wish her a very happy birthday. Happy birthday. And Stuart Ho, our Seoul travel tips correspondent from the Seoul Tourism Organization, was born on April 18th. So happy birthday to Stuart as well. Happy birthday. And it's also come to our attention that our monitor, Diwan Rafikul Islam, also known as Rana, celebrates his wedding anniversary on April 6th. So congratulations to you and your wife on your special day. And once again, happy birthday to all of our listeners born in this wonderful spring-like month of April. Last but not least, we have one more announcement today. It's a sad one for me, and I'm sure most of our listeners will share this sentiment with me while I imagine it's both sad and exciting for you, Emily. Yeah, it's a bit of a roller coaster at the moment mm. in terms of emotions. So as most of you know, I've lived in Seoul for five years, and I've had the most amazing, wonderful time. This is where I met my husband and we adopted our dog. And of course, it's also where I've made some really amazing lifelong friends, especially here at KBS World Radio. I've been very, very lucky. But I feel now it's time to go back to Ireland. I've missed my family, you know, for five long, Mm. hard years. I'm even getting a little emotional now, but... Mm. Um, it gets harder every day uh, to, to be away from my family. So my husband and I, along with our dog Nami, decided to make the move back to Ireland. But sadly, that means, of course, I have to leave right. Korea, <laughs> uh, which is sad and emotional as well. But next week will actually be my last week here at KBS World Radio. And next week's Listener's Lounge will actually be my very last show here. So hopefully everybody will tune in. Mm, Needless to say, the rest of us here at KBS were rather torn when we received the news because while we're extremely happy for Emily because she'll be able to see her parents and sisters more regularly in Ireland, we're also sad that she won't be here in the studio and the office
office to brighten our days because that's Aww. exactly what you always do. <laughs> and uh, we thought it would be really unfair to keep our listeners in the dark until it's time for her to go. So we're breaking the news to you now. If you have any messages for Emily, you can send them to us via email at english at kbs.co.kr or through private message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash englishkbs. And of course, if anything comes in later, we'll uh, deliver them to you uh, personally as well. So there's really no time constraint, but, you know, I think it would be nice if Emily can read them while she's here. Yeah, that would be lovely. Well, I will save my proper goodbye for next week. But for now, we're going to take a quick break and come back with the letters and reports of the week. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. And it's time now for us to take a look at the listener letters and reception reports. As usual, we've received some lovely handwritten, typed up email, comments, letters and reception reports from you, our listeners. And we'll share some of those with you on this program. We are continuing to collect data on our listeners' preferred methods to listen to KBS World Radio, by the way. So here's one more reminder to tell us all of the ways in which you tune in to us, from shortwave to podcasts and everything in between, by email or via Facebook. Your responses will be of great help to us in providing a better service. Now, getting to the reports of the week, as we mentioned earlier, we've got several reports on the new frequency already, so we'll start with those. Our monitor, Mohammed Shamim S. of India, tuned into us via 9.880 megahertz on March 26 from 1400 to 1500 hours UTC using a Grandig YB80 receiver and a 20-meter-long wire antenna in Kerala, South India. He rated the Simpo 3 across the board from 1400 to 1430 hours UTC and then 4 across the board for the rest of the broadcast. He gave us some details about the programs he heard and said, Today, your signals in 31-meter band at 9.880 megahertz was average for reception in my area from 1400 to 1430 hours UTC. Strong jamming and co-channeling from China Radio International. After 1430 hours UTC, the signals were good for reception until 1459 UTC. From 1500 UTC, China Radio International active again and jammed the KBS World Radio English Service broadcast. It is disappointing. Well, thank you, Mohammed, for your report. Now, is China Radio International like everywhere? It seems so. Yeah, we changed our India bound broadcast at 1400 to 1600 hours UTC from 7.215 megahertz to 9.880 megahertz this season because of the so much interference mm-hmm. on the 41 meter band frequency from China Radio International. So this is indeed disappointing to hear. Well, thankfully, though, it does appear that the interference on 9.880 megahertz is weaker than it was on 7.215 megahertz. Listener Atish Bhattachara of India's West Bengal reported that he tuned into us on 9.880 megahertz on March 27th from 1400 to 1500 hours UTC, also using a Grundig Yacht Boy 80 receiver and a long random suspended wire as external antenna. Now, he gave us lots of 
details about the programmes he heard, including the news, soul calling, drama lines and business watch. And he commented that he could hear KBS World Radio English language broadcast at 9.880 MHz at 1400 hours UTC, but there was some noisy interference. The good news is the signal strength was excellent. There was slight interference, however, and moderate noise was present. There was some very slight propagation fading problem as well, but overall he said that the quality of reception was fair and the simple rating was 54343. So thank you very much for all of those details and your report, Atish. Listener Avinash Chikoth of the United Arab Emirates also said there was slight co-channel interference on the frequency using a Sony ICF shortwave 7600GR digital radio with the Deegan 31-meter indoor loop antenna. Avinash listened to us from 1400 to 1430 hours UTC on March 26th. And he rated the SIMPA 4 across the board. So while the interference issue is annoying, I guess so far it's at least not as strong as it had been on 7.215 megahertz like Emily said before. So that's a little bit of a consolation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Avinash also gave us some details about the programs he heard and uh, we want to thank you very much for your report. Meanwhile, in Bangladesh, the interfering signal may have been a bit stronger. Our monitor, Diwan Rafikul Islam, also known as Rana, said, Dear Sir, today on March 28th, I heard my favourite station, KBS, via shortwave A17. But your 9.880 megahertz frequency signal was not good in our area. But when you broadcast the test transmission, your signal was good at the time. The signal is now poor because of heavy interference by China Radio International's unknown language service. China Radio International signal was heavy and strong. And then he went on to tell us that he used a Grundig Yachtboy 80 digital receiver with a telescopic antenna and radio the simple two across the board so we're not sure really if it's more of a regional thing or if it was just the signal strength on the day but either way I guess the interference was much stronger for Rana mm-hmm, in Bangladesh I just hate that it's happened again no interferences during mm-hmm. the test transmissions and then boom major like interference someone's following us <laughs> yeah it almost feels like they're doing it on purpose but I guess that's yeah we're not we're not yeah, yeah, we are not. It just kind of feels like it right now. <laughs> well, so that was uh, more or less the frequencies intended target region India and Bangladesh and UAE, of course. Uh, further up north, the situation was actually somewhat different. Our UK monitor Nick Sharp tuned in to us on the frequency on March 26th as well, using a Yesu Musin FRG8800 receiver and an external 15-meter L-shaped long wire antenna set two meters above ground. He listened from 1400 to 1600 hours UTC and rated the simple 35333, saying that the signal strength could barely hit the S9 level, but no other station to cause interference, but plenty of noise and fading. In other words, in India, the signal was strong with some interference, while in the UK, the signal was weaker, but there was no interference, just a little bit of noise and fading. Well, plenty of. Um, but at the same time, we're happy that Nick could hear us 
on yeah, shortwave. That's great news. Yeah. Like, welcome back to our shortwave broadcast. Exactly. Now, from the looks of it, uh, looks of his other emails, 11.810 megahertz is still not doing too good in his region. Uh, not too good as in one across the board, but mm-hmm. at least a new frequency seems to be doing better than 7.215 megahertz in the UK too. Thanks for the very good news, Nick. Now, taking a look at some reports on other frequencies, a bunch of mail from our Japanese monitor, Fumito Hokumura, arrived all at once again. And uh, taking a look at some of the more recent reports, on March 12th, Fumito listened to us on 9.580 megahertz from 0200 to 0244 hours UTC using an ATS-909X receiver with a rod antenna. At the beginning of the broadcast, He rated the simple 25222, but the condition degraded from that down to 25121 by the time he had stopped listening at 244 UTC. And he wrote, it was so noisy today, I couldn't understand much of today's programme. Now, that is not good for us to hear Mm -mm. because usually in Japan they have quite a a good signal because we're so close. But needless to say, he did give us some accounts of what he could make out. And that, of course, was very helpful. As always. And the situation wasn't much better on March 15th either when he tuned into 9.580 megahertz again. From 0200 to 0300 hours UTC, he gave a simple rating of 25131 at first. But fortunately, the rating improved slightly to 45333. And he was able to give more details on what he could hear toward the end of the broadcast as well. He also said, dear sirs, it's still cold in Fukuoka, but flowers are in bloom. Come to Fukuoka. Japan has many spots to see cherry blossoms bloom. You know, every year I tell myself that I should go to Japan to see the famous cherry blossoms because I think it blooms a little earlier than it does here oh, yeah? in Korea. Of course, Japan's a lot bigger too, so uh, they have uh, different ranges in different regions too. But um, that just means if I plan things just right, mm-hmm. I could be seeing cherry blossoms in full bloom for an entire month. Oh, yeah. that would be lovely. Got, I just got to start somewhere south and just uh-huh. make my way up toward north. Um, but, you know... Uh, Again, I say this every year, but I always chicken out because I don't handle crowds very well. Right. And whenever I imagine like cherry blossom outings in Japan, it's just really crowded and yeah. yeah. Every part of it. I wonder if there's a quieter place. I wonder if you have your too, own cherry yeah. blossom tree. Ooh. That would be nice, right? That would be very and nice. And you go to Japan so frequently. I so it do. seems like it would be a good idea to try to uh to see the cherry blossoms one time when you're there, if you can get it in a non-crowded way. Yeah. Because crowds just ruin everything. Mm-hmm. One day, one day. It's definitely on my bucket list still. Ooh. Well, Fumito also sent us one more letter on March 16th when he tuned into the same frequency, same time, but with different equipment. He used a Toshiba TY-SHR3 receiver with a rod antenna. And again, the signal started weak at 15221 and at 0208. UTC and then it only picked up slightly towards the end and then it reached 25222. Now he wrote, the signal is so weak I can't enjoy your program. I want to use the internet and think maybe when he says he wants to use the internet he might mean he wishes he could use the internet to listen to KBS. 
Um, so hopefully you can use the internet to listen to us on days mm-hmm. when the frequency is not so strong. And of course, it is very unfortunate to hear that one of our closest neighbours is having trouble picking up our signal. But as it's been about two weeks since his last letter, we hope that there have been some positive changes since then. And we look forward to hearing your updates. And of course, Fumido, thank you so much for listening to us despite the poor condition. And I hope the flowers are still there and the weather is getting warmer there too. Must be a nice time of year. Mm -hmm. Well, up next is a report by listener Shariful Islam Sharif of Bangladesh. Shariful sent us an email report for March 11th through 17th when he tuned into our 1300 UTC broadcast on 9.570 MHz using a Kchibo KK8108T model receiver with a telescopic antenna. He gave the broadcast an SIO rating of 544. Sounds good. Thank you very much. And our monitor P.S. Sikhar of India, of course, has been sending us his reports via email regularly as well. And recently he sent us a report for our 9.640 megahertz broadcast from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC on March 15th. He rated the simple as all four across the board and said that the transmission was good. He did give us some details about the programs he heard and he noted that he tuned in using a Texan 606 receiver and a telescopic antenna. So thank you very much for all those details as always. Listener Edisa Taiwan of Indonesia has been keeping in touch with us via email, sending us many recordings of our broadcast too. One such email was received on March 28, in which he said that he tuned into us from 1603 UTC on March 27th on 9.640 megahertz. The simpo stood at 344. Four, three at the time. On March 28th, he first tuned into us at 1302 UTC at 9.570 MHz, and that gave a simple rating of 33443. And then he tuned in again at 1416 UTC on 9.640 MHz, and at that time, the simple was again 34443. Thank you very much for your reports and the audio files, Eddie. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for the letters, emails and reception reports from you today. And we will be sure to send out the corresponding QSL cards to everyone who requested one, whether you're mentioned on this program or not. It's now time to take a peek into the KBS World Radio's mailroom with our mail correspondent, Yoon Ha Lee. Here is Inside the Mailbox. Hello and welcome to Inside the Mailbox. I'm Yoonha Lee. In this weekly corner, I share update information from our Facebook page as well as events and answer listeners' inquiries. Also, I tell you how to navigate our KBS World Radio English Service website. First up, let's go over to our Facebook page. A few weeks ago on this corner, I introduced the Saturday program, Touch Base in Seoul, and how to listen again on our KBS World Radio website. If you're still unfamiliar with the program or missed that edition of Inside the Mailbox, this week might be a good time to start listening. We posted the details about our most recent Touch Base in Seoul interview on our Facebook page. Host Yuri Kim was joined by hyper-realist painter and Shakespearean actor Chungwon Jung, also known as Charles Jung. Click the link in the posting to access the Touch Base in Seoul webpage where you can listen again to the program. You can also find Charles's paintings as well as photos of him acting on stage. 
To take a look at the posting, head on over to our English Service Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash EnglishKBS. Now let's move on to website directions. For those of you who like to get information by watching a video rather than reading, there is a section on our KBS World Radio website that you'll get great use out of. On the main page of our website, look for the horizontal menu on the top of the page in blue text. On the very left side of this menu, you'll find the words news. Scroll over the word and another blue menu will appear. Click on the video news in the middle section of the blue menu. The news video webpage contains around 3,600 Korean news videos in English voiceover. On top of the webpage, the three main or recent news videos are switched constantly for you to see right away. Then below that, you get a menu of news topics that sort out the videos by category. Click on whichever topic you'd like to see, or if there's a certain video that you want, type in the keyword where it says search. Not only can you watch the news videos, you can also read about them as well. Below the video and next to the headline in white text, there is a blue button that says See Articles. If you click on this button, it takes you to the page with the script for the video. To find more information about the news video webpage, head on over to our KBS World Radio English Service website, world.kbs.co.kr slash English. And that's it for this week's Inside the Mailbox. Until next time, this is Yoon Ha Lee. Have a nice weekend! That's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. We hope you enjoy the show. This has been Kim Ji-eun. And this has been Emily Jennings. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Now, I hate to end the show like this, but as we mentioned earlier, I will see you on Listener's Lounge just one more time next week. So please make sure to join in. Goodbye until then. See you next week. <laughs>